the second word. Today you will be with me in paradise. Luke chapter 23, verse 43. So tonight I have a confession to make. As a church kid, I'll be honest, I had a very low opinion of heaven. In fact, I wasn't very excited about the chance to go there. And I don't know, somewhere along the lines I was taught, or I heard, that heaven was about singing. And to an eight-year-old, that doesn't sound too great. In fact, there are songs we sing, Amazing Grace, that has lyrics that when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise. And to an eight-year-old, 10,000 years of singing didn't sound so great. But luckily, I was only eight, and I had a lot to learn. See, I got to tell you that when Jesus is on the cross here, he's speaking about heaven, and he's referring to it as paradise. And see, paradise has a whole new connotation, doesn't it? Paradise. Because paradise is where we want to be at, especially on a day like today as the snow was coming down on Good Friday. Paradise sounds wonderful, doesn't it? After the winter we've just had and all the snow and all the shoveling, all the cold temperatures, paradise sounds great. See, when I think of paradise, I think of 75-degree weather and sunny beaches. I think of being in in the hammock as it sways back and forth because of the breeze. I think of the nice, cool sand between your toes. I mean, that sounds wonderful, doesn't it? I think of places like Aruba, Jamaica, the Bahamas. Oh, I want to take you. You know the song, right? Because that's where we want to go. That's where we want to be. Those are wonderful places. In fact, I think of my wedding day that took place on a beach. Or I think of the night that I was baptized, which actually was on a beach. It was on the coast of Mexico and there in the Gulf and in the distance above the the ocean was this thunderstorm, lightning storm that was going on. And then above me, there was a break in the clouds, and you could see all the stars. And it was in that still moment out in the ocean that I was baptized. I mean, those are paradise moments, aren't they? And I know maybe you've experienced paradise before on a beach or at a mountaintop or maybe even in the desert. But can I tell you this? That when Jesus speaks of paradise, he speaks of heaven. And it will be far beyond anything we've ever experienced here on earth. It will be far grander and greater than anything we've ever tasted or seen or experienced. See, when Jesus speaks of paradise, he speaks of wonderful things. He speaks of a place with no suffering, no pain, no sickness or sunburns. All those with chronic back pain, illnesses, cancer, the flu, erased. No more. See, when Jesus speaks of paradise, he's speaking of a place without difficulty, struggle, or hardship. No more long work days or work weeks. No more trying to make ends meet. No more worrying about tomorrow. No more difficulties. And ladies, no more hard labor. Amen. Right? When he speaks of paradise, he's speaking of a place where there will be no war, no fighting, no arguing, an end to crying, heartache, 
an end to depression, and even loneliness. It's an end to death and diseases. It's an end to sin and brokenness. The brokenness we all know. See, when Jesus speaks of paradise, he's talking about heaven. He's talking about making things as though they should be. And I'm telling you that heaven will be beyond your expectations. It will be beyond your wildest dreams. It's beyond what you can even hope for or even think of. It will simply be paradise. It will be paradise. I love Revelations 21.4. It simply says this, that he will wipe away every tear from their eye, that there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old things will have passed away. So I'm telling you, heaven will be beyond your expectations. It will be paradise. And listen, it's not just because of the place. No, 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 it's not just because of the place that we will be in, in heaven. But there's a key part to this verse, or to this word that Jesus says. A key component to our word, and I want you to hear it. It says, today you will be with me in paradise. Don't jump just to paradise. The key part of this is we will be with him in paradise. Well, it leads me to ask you this question. Have you ever felt God's presence before? Have you ever been overwhelmed by his love? Have you felt the comfort of his spirit, of his Holy Spirit upon you? Have you ever been in the presence of Jesus before? Because listen, I've talked to people and I myself have experienced Jesus and it is so remarkable that at times it's hard to describe. That when you're in his presence, it will leave you speechless at times. It's just that good. I love it in the Old Testament There were people who spoke to God and asked God, God, show me your glory. Let me see who you really are. And I find it interesting that God says, listen, if if I was to reveal myself to you, you would surely die. So to Moses, he says, to Moses, here's what I'll let you do. I won't reveal my full glory to you because you can't handle it. But I'll let you do, I'll let you see my backside. And after seeing just the glimmer of God's backside, All Moses could do was fall to his knees in worship because he's just that good. And after walking away from that experience, the Bible says that Moses glowed and there was this radiance about him because he'd been with him in his presence. Is that good? Just that good. In high school, I went to a Christian school. And at this Christian school, we would have these spiritual emphasis weeks. It'd be a week-long time of different chapels, different speakers. We would have times of prayer before school and after school. And it was really amazing to see what God would do, how he would change lives, how how many would come to know him. And there are people that would dive deep into worship and really getting to the presence of God. It was just an amazing week. Lives were changed, no doubt. And it was interesting, I also had a group of friends who weren't believers. They were my track buddies. They went to the same school as I did, so they got to witness all that happened, and they got to see the students' lives being changed. And so I had a conversation one time with them after the whole week and asked them what they thought and so on. And my track buddies, who weren't believers, they said, it seemed like these kids, they walked away looking like angels. No no doubt, this is their words. They walked away looking like angels, and they had a glow about themselves. 
And I laughed. I didn't laugh in their front of their faces, but I laughed later in my mind because I was thinking it must be the drugs they've been doing because they really did drugs, all right? And then I thought about it a little bit later that, you know what? What they really were witnessing were kids who had been in the presence with Jesus. They've been in the presence with Jesus. In the New Testament, Jesus takes some of his disciples up to the mountaintop. And there, Jesus reveals himself to the disciples in a new way. And the disciples were so thrilled that one of them speaks up and says, can we just stay here? Like, can we camp out here? Can we get the motor home in? And we're just going to stay here in your presence because it's just that awesome. It's just that good. Can we stay? You know, even the Apostle Paul, he, he, he wrestled with this, wanting to be on earth to do God's will, but really wanting to be in his presence, to be in heaven and paradise. Because why? He's that good. He's that good. Many of you know I'm a parent of a two-year-old. And with a two-year-old girl, you got a lot of emotions and you got a lot of energy. And so I spend a lot of my time playing with her. We, we love to play tag. That's her new thing. We also love to play hide-and-go-seek. And for a two-year-old, playing hide-and-go-seek is very interesting because she lays on the floor and closes her eyes. And she thinks she's hidden. This is a two-year-old for you, right? We also play pretend. She loves the Lion King. And so she'll be Simba, and I'll be Mufasa, her father. And we'll play together and wrestle together. And this is what you do with a two-year-old. But I find that there's these awesome moments they're very rare, but she will stop, and she will pause, and she'll lean very close to me, and she'll give me a kiss. There's these moments where she'll stop, and she'll pause, and she will just give me a hug. Then she will stop and pause and simply tell me she loves me. And as a father, it touches my heart, right? It touches my heart, and it's not because I told her to do this. In fact, far from it. It's not that I taught her to do this either. In fact, this is just her expressing her love to me. And I'm here to tell you, in those moments, there's no other place I'd rather be where my little girl expresses her love to me. No other place I'd rather be. Can I tell you, when we are with him, when we're with him, there's going to be no other place we'll want to be. There's not going to be any desires or any thoughts of, heaven, of earthly things. In fact, we will be so delighted that we are with him will be complete. No desires, no thoughts of anything else, but we are with him. We will feel the greatest love we've ever felt. We'll be overwhelmingly full of joy and happiness because we'll be with him. It'll be more than enough because there'll be no other place, no other moment like that. The psalmist David puts it this way, that better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In other words, one day with him is better than a lifetime on earth. One day in his presence will be better than anything we ever experience on this earth because we'll be with him in paradise. It's really going to be awesome. But when you start to think about it, we really got to question who's really worthy of such a reward? I mean, who really deserves this? And who's done enough? Who gets in? And as Americans, you know, often we think heaven is reserved to those who are good people, who've done enough, 
have a good, enough good deeds that outweigh their bad, who've gone to church or have given great amounts, right? It's reserved for the saints. That's what we would say. It's reserved for the saints. But when we look to our word this evening for a little bit more clarity, I got to ask you, who is Jesus speaking to? Because he says, today you will be with me in paradise. Who is this you Jesus speaks to? See, this you that Jesus is speaking to is the criminal on the cross. This guy, this criminal who is on death row, Jesus is speaking to him. This guy's committed outright outrageous crimes, and he's rightfully paying the price. In fact, he even admits his actions deserve this punishment. He deserves what's happening to him. And Jesus is telling us, this guy is welcomed into the kingdom. He's welcomed into paradise. This guy who spent his entire life a sinner, an enemy of God, that even in this man's final hours, his final minutes of earth, there, are, there is still hope for him. Isn't that awesome? There's still hope for him. A man who has shunned God with every breath that he has breathed up until now is welcomed into the kingdom. I love this. Jesus is on the cross extending grace to the criminal and to you and I today. See, his grace is that amazing that it's, even, it's for the worst sinner and it's for the best saint. Listen, you could go visit your local prison or get in a plane to the Vatican. All are welcomed. That his grace is so great, a lifetime of sin cannot stop it. My grandfather at the age of 82, weeks before he passed, he came to know Jesus. See, a lifetime of sin cannot stop God's grace. His grace is so grand, can I tell you that it welcomes you and it welcomes all. That there will be no racial divide, no financial advantage or political division. All are in fact welcomed. And his grace is available today. His grace offers all the chance to be with him in paradise. Can I tell you, today you can be with him. Today, paradise could be your eternal home. Today, your eternal destination can change today. His grace is extended to the criminal, and today it extends to you. It extends to you despite your past, despite your history. His grace extends to you. Can you say with certainty today you will be with him in paradise? Let us pray. Would you please kneel with me or bow your heads? So, Father, we thank you for while you were on the cross and in suffering and in pain, you were thinking of the criminal and you're thinking of us. We've gone, that we have not gone too far. We've done nothing too wrong that can't be forgiven, that you welcome sinners and saints into heaven into paradise to be with you. So dear Lord Jesus Christ, we adore you for the gift of glory, one for us this day, by your death upon the cross, 
We pray that as your cross is lifted up among us, all who see it may lay hold of you, and in with you know the sure and certain hope that heaven is their home. We pray aloud. Amen.